Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. You're now listening to the special edition of our show about SAP's industry cloud. Welcome. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of our podcast, Industry Insights by SAP. So the automotive industry is racing into a new world of mobility, and that's both when it comes to its traditional traditional business model of designing, manufacturing, selling, servicing, and financing cars. But also when we look at some mega trends that are reshaping the industry. And those trends are like connectivity, autonomous driving, shared mobility, and electrification. So in order to keep up automotive companies, they have to be able to act in real time while innovating with partners in an ecosystem. And that's why we, SAP, recently launched something called SAP's Industry Cloud. And that's an open innovation platform for SAP, for our customers, and our partners. As we do on each of our special edition of the show, so our SAP Industry Cloud edition, is that we look into what SAP's Industry Cloud is. And then we put it in context of each of the industries that have been launched. So... As you could probably guess from my introduction, the industry that we're looking at today is the automotive industry. And to do this, well, luckily I am joined by two very smart automotive experts. First of all, Jim Davis, who is from SAP. So he's the director for automotive industry business unit. And then we also have Martin Bilderbeck, who's from SAP's partner, Capgemini. And he's business development executive in the North American automotive practice. That was a lot of me talking. Now I'd rather tune it over to our guests. So, but before we do that, I said you were both automotive experts. So let's perhaps hear a little bit about what you do. Um, starting with you, Jim, what do you do at SAP? Um, so I'm a director in the uh, automotive industry business unit, as you mentioned. Um, we we sit in in the um, center of our customers, our our sales, and our development groups. Uh, kind of speaking automotive to all three of those groups, uh, understanding the requirements of the industry, making sure that gets translated uh, back as requirements to our development group so that they make relevant software um, for our industry customers and then work with our sales field and with our partners um, to make sure that uh, they understand how those um, how those solutions are relevant for our customers and uh, can be sold and implemented at our customers. So that's it in a real quick nutshell. In a real quick nutshell. So thanks for that. And Martin, how about you? What do you do at Capgemini? Yeah, thank you. I'm uh, with our North American automotive practice and really uh, work in the field with tier one suppliers and uh, OEMs from strategy all the way through implementation solving um, all kinds of uh, automotive issues, both on the business side, on, on the IT side, and uh, also within the product engineering, the engineering aspects of things. So glad to be here. Glad to have you both. Yeah. So let's start off a little bit broad, just looking at the automotive industry, because the automotive industry has faced um, significant disruption, which has impacted their suppliers. And this has just been Intensifies, intensified by our current global pandemic. So I'd love to ask you both, what are the key strategies that automotive suppliers are using to thrive in today's world? Perhaps starting off with uh, you, Jim. Yeah. So, um, you know, as you mentioned, I, you know, I think there are a lot of, um, 
a lot of key things going on uh, within the industry that, you know, even before the pandemic, um, we're starting to kind of expose the rocks in our current operating models, right? Um, trends like electrification, uh, changing a lot of the content in the vehicle, you know, putting some suppliers on the outside, making making them have to consider, you know, if, uh, you know, hey, if I'm a drivetrain supplier, what am I going to do now that electrification is coming in? Um, so uh, trends like electrification, uh, trends around uh, individualization or lot size of one, or you, uh, you know, uh, have really put a lot of variation into the process uh, at the OEM level, and that of course drives down into the into the supply base. You know, changing. Um, some of the delivery requirements, but also changing the volume aspects of, of a lot of the vehicle uh, parts that they that they produce. So, um, you know, a lot of these a lot of these trends were starting to you know I look at it like you know rocks in a pond where you know the water level was already starting to drop and expose some of the the tips of those rocks, um, and then the pandemic comes in and that really dropped the water in the pond and a lot of rocks got exposed in um, you know the, the what was going on with the with the supply base and and at the OEMs um, with with a very big and rapid change in the volume uh, aspect. Um, obviously, just the sheer business disruption, those types of things. So, um, given that, you know, what what have the what have the suppliers and the OEMs, uh, you know, done around that? You know, I I think the focus rapidly has shifted to, um, you know, strategies around cash preservation, cash preservation, um, and just basically keeping the business afloat. Um, so kind of a, survive, a core survival strategy. Um, and, you know, as a part of that, really um, taking a look at, you know, investment, you know, where, where are they having to invest, um, whether that's deferring investment or still going ahead and taking a look at the investments that they're going to have to make, um, you know, kind of during the downtime, during the slow period. Um, so, you know, I, I think the suppliers especially have really had to take a look at, you know, how do I preserve cash and the investments that I do make, how do I make sure that it's going towards the things that are going to uh, not only keep me afloat now, but also set me up uh, for success in the future. Um, things around investments in perhaps industry 4.0, core, core technology, um, also in, you know, uh, in, in product line, um, as well as, you know, looking at things around M&A, um, you know, mergers and acquisitions, divestitures, things like that. So mm. I think those are, those are kind of the big key three key themes that that uh, I think the suppliers are really focusing on cash preservation, um, really understanding their investment profile, and then M&A. Mm. And how about you, Martin? Are you seeing some of the, um, the same things? Yeah, you know, in March and April, um, when the OEMs decided to shut down production, obviously, the suppliers took a took a huge, huge hit. So uh, liquidity became uh, a big issue. And then Obviously, as we all know, the, the automotive industry is a big capital business. So, how do we get utilization out of these big assets that we have became became an issue. Uh, 
Jim hit on, on several things, but one, one thing in addition to what he spoke of is the supply chain. We not only had to worry about shutting down the supply chain, we had to restart it. And this, this year we'll, we'll close out around 13 and a half million units, which basically takes the buffer of the break-even buffer off for suppliers, which is, um, which is challenging around being able to make a margin on, on the business that they need to make. Good news is next year, it looks like those volumes are gonna go back up. Uh, we've restarted production. Uh, things are running uh, here in, I guess, end of November, beginning of December. So things are, are, are back. We're seeing some volumes come back in China and Asia and, and North America. So the, the numbers look better, but um, the, the supply chain demands have been huge uh, challenges for uh, many of our suppliers. Mm. So we obviously live in a very unpredictable time where business models are being kind of turned upside down and innovation is really key and something I think a lot of companies are thinking about in order to I mean, not just survive, but also thrive going forward. And that also means that we, SAP, we obviously also have to, to keep up. So we have a new approach to innovation, which is our SAP industry cloud. So we've talked about this, but Jim, I, what about our current climate requires a new approach from right. So just very quickly, I'll touch base on, on the industry cloud strategy for, for those who may not really kind of uh, understand yes. it or, or have an idea about it. We would want to assume that. <laughs> um, the, 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 it's vastly simplified, but, but the way I look at it is, um, you know, from a historical sp perspective, you know, SAP has had ECC, the big ERP, uh, sort of a, you know, a, a, a very large application set within, within, um, within ECC that kind of covered all of the core business capabilities that you would need. Um, lots of great things about that with integration and a single source of truth. Um, but where uh, people have had challenges are when they need to innovate or when they need to adopt new capabilities, they aren't necessarily or haven't necessarily been able to quickly adopt those new capabilities that they need because they have to maybe do a big upgrade of, of the entire ECC, you know, uh, platform and deal with the integrations and deal with all that sort of stuff. So uh, I would say innovation adoption has is, is been challenging. Um, and that's where the industry cloud strategy really comes in. So if you think about, um, you know, SAP developing maybe new capabilities, I'll, I'll give you an example around uh, returnable containers um, and managing returnable containers with, with your suppliers and, and with the entire ecosystem. Historically, we would have built that capability into ECC. If you wanted to take advantage of that, you would have had to do a big upgrade um, to, to be able to adopt that and, and get that into play. Now with the industry cloud strategy, that returnable containers uh, capability is now built outside in our um, in our cloud platform. Um, and whether you're on ECC, whether you're an S4, um, kind of version independent, uh, whether you're on-prem, whether you're in the cloud with, with your S4, doesn't matter. You're able to now take and adopt that returnable containers uh, capability or that industry cloud capability and apply it to whatever um, whatever landscape that, that you're happen to be working on. Um, and you don't, you know, 
you can you can purchase that you can implement that very quickly uh, and you can basically get the benefit of the new capabilities um, super super fast with a minimal investment so I think that's a good example of how the industry cloud strategy uh, or what the industry cloud strategy is um, and how that enables people to adopt innovation faster uh, returnables is one of those innovations that's out now, we have self-billing um, uh, that's also come out. Uh, Digital Vehicle Hub is another piece of um, capability that's more focused on the mobility piece of automotive um, that's out in, in the world. Um, and then we have uh, the other benefit is um, it's not just SAP that's doing development in, in this industry cloud world. It's also our our um, SI ecosystem, our partner ecosystem that is um, bringing things to bear. So I know Capgemini, um, since Martin's on with us, Capgemini has uh, an industry cloud app um, uh, called Capgemini Intelligent Automotive Assistant um, that, uh, that helps with some inbound managing of demand. So, you know, these are all pieces and parts that can be adopted you know, very, very quickly, very, very rapidly um, without having to do, uh, you know, a large upgrade, um, so. Mm. And you are right. We have Martin on from Capgemini and, and he's, they are a big partner of SAP. So Martin, from your perspective, um, how does SAP Industry Cloud allow you to co-innovate? I mean, both with SAP, but also with our customers. Yeah, um, the industry cloud, the automotive industry cloud is feature rich, uh, function rich for us. So we uh, we are in the, the implementation space. So we're concerned about, um, you know, the fit and then also differentiating for our clients. So fit the standard is critical because that's what gives us the speed and also gives us the ability to deploy faster to get quicker return upon their investment. But with that being said, they also have to be able to differentiate around their specific core business model. So, uh, and, and differentiation many times uh, may lead to some customization, but we try to uh, limit that the best of our ability. One thing Jim mentioned is <clears throat> this uh, this tool that we developed. It's called the CIA for Auto, and uh, in the automotive industry around EDI and, and JIT sequencing and so on, and these scheduling agreements, there's huge volume from, from OEMs that come in. And one of the biggest challenges are that um, we've determined is that you have to get to, at the root cause of matters fairly quickly in order to solve them. And this tool is really helps us do that. It's got some machine language and capabilities within it. But it's just an example of some joint development that we've done with SAP that's being deployed out to the automotive market, so. Mm -hmm. And now let's look a little bit ahead, right? Because this is obviously a long-term strategy for SAP and our cu customers and our partners. So if we look into the future as it seems impossible to do these days, but, but let's try anyways, um, what key issues can SAP and Capgemini help automotive suppliers, companies to address uh, in order to be successful? So how do we help our customers be successful in the future with this newly launched strategy? Perhaps. Over to you again, Martin. Yeah, so agility is key, right? Uh, as we move more towards changing the industry from the uh, the traditional industrial combustion world to to the uh, the electronic world, the electrical world, whether it be you know battery uh, hybrids or 
full electrical, um, it's going to require a complete change into the supply chains and and the way that we go about uh, building and assembling these vehicles. So suppliers are going through that right now. So they require systems that, you know, can accommodate the changes that are going to be required for the industry. And that's uh, that's one of the, the key things. It can't be constrained by the systems. And that's one, one, one of the areas that I think the intelligent core and the, what, how SAP has approached the market with uh, their ecosystem of solutions has really addressed uh, our ability to innovate on, on the outside and have the intelligent core, which supports the core manufacturing, uh, core planning and scheduling and sales and distribution modules. So I'll mm. turn it back to you, Josephine. Yeah, thank you. What about you, Jim? What are you, uh, take out your crystal ball. Yeah. How do you think we can help our, yeah. our customers be successful moving forward? Yeah, and I, I, I think it, I think it really goes back, you know, to the industry cloud strategy and then, then looking at some of the things we talked about right up front, right? So when you, when you look at, you know, the strategies around cash preservation, um, uh, smart investment and and also you know dealing with m a um, all of these things are things that that we're essentially addressing with our solutions in either a direct or, or indirect way so from from an m a standpoint for for example um, you know moving some of the core to the cloud with with uh, with our s4 hana uh, cloud um, solutions allows companies to, um, you know, rapidly spin off um, or or deal with divestitures or you know uh, inbound M and A, you know, acquisitions, being able to 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 bring um, a smaller operation into the fold, uh, get them up and running very very quickly from a core capability standpoint. So I think that's you know one of the trends that we that that we're really touching on. I think you know from an industry cloud standpoint, those kind of applications again um, address some of the investment um, uh, needs. Uh, again, from a, considering how investments number one need to be very fast payback, uh, very solid ROI. Um, being able to adopt those things without a big upgrade, without a big, 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 huge effort, um, without an upfront investment in, in license, but also, you know, using a cloud subscription kind of model helps pre preserve cash, um, as well as, um, you know, uh, being able to look at the investments in things like uh, Industry 4.now. Um, or connected manufacturing kind of capabilities. To be able to bring those things in incrementally, um, you know, prove the investment, prove the value, and then take the next steps. Um, those are all kind of aspects uh, between our intelligent enterprise, the, the core capabilities, as well as the industry cloud capabilities on top. Um, those really, I think, uh, tie back to where our suppliers uh, in the industry are and, and, and also the OEMs. Mm. Well, thank you both so much um, for you know looking ahead, but also looking at what's going on in the world right now. I mean, like I said in the introduction, it is definitely an industry that is seeing a lot of disruption, both when it comes to the mega trends that you guys talked about, but also the traditional business model that also needs to be kind of reevaluated. So. With those words, I want to thank you both so much for coming on. Uh, thank it was, you. It was really exciting to hear and learn more about the automotive industry and what's happening. And to everybody who listened to this episode, 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully I will see you on the next episode. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to this special edition of our show. Subscribe to our channel on OpenSAP, Google Podcast, and Spotify. For more information about SAP's industry cloud, check out sap.com slash industry cloud.